Welcome to McKnight's Newsmakers Podcast, where we share the latest information from industry leaders. Welcome back, everybody, to the McKnight's Newsmaker Podcast Series. I'm Jim Berklin, the Executive Editor at McKnight's Long-Term Care News, and I'm here at the ACA NCAL Annual Meeting in National Harbor, Maryland, and I'm very excited. Today, our special guest is Leah Klusch. She's the Executive Director at the Alliance Training Center, and Leah has been a longtime veteran expert, as many of you know, with regards especially to MDS coordination, gathering of data. And of course, that leads to so many things lead to the bottom line. So Leah, this is really a really a critical time because we're going to be, quote unquote, getting back to normal in some ways, and providers have to pay attention and their mind their P's and Q's, isn't that right? Absolutely, Jim, and what a pleasure it is for me to be with my friends at McKnight's. Uh, one of the one of the most important communication methods we have in our industry, and I'm glad to be able to bring you some strategic uh, comments and some ideas that will have to change how we do business in 2022. And it doesn't really pertain to pandemic conditions, as you told me. I mean, you're talking about things that you just have to do to conduct business, and first thing we want to look at is there's some operational stress out there that you talk about. Can you elaborate? Yeah, you chuckle. Can you elaborate on that? <laughs> You're making me laugh and my and my, all my fans out there know that when I hear something that funny, operational stress, yeah, it's critical. It's caustic. And we're, we're looking at staffing issues. I hear from MDS coordinators all the time about how they have to, how they're investing extra time in helping to take care of the elders, as well as doing their MDS jobs. The DONs have an amazing responsibility and are really reacting to the long-term stress. And we can't slow down because if our database is not on time, if it is not accurate, if we are not sensitive to how it works, okay, then CMS has not given us a break we will have negative outcomes uh, in many different ways. So we need to look at the whole picture. And um, we've got some things that I think that may help tremendously. Okay, well, let's let's go right to that because I know you have some strategies for, you know, everybody needs staff, as you said, but you don't want to see that MDS coordinator at the copier for a couple hours. And that's no exaggeration, right? It's no exaggeration. <laughs> Those of you that know me know I'm in buildings all the time. And something that aggravates me instantly is when I see MDS managers having to do a lot of clerical tasks where we could delegate some of those tasks to a clerical person and use those integrated professional skills that they have and all that special training. Remember, the manual is over four inches thick and we've spent time and energy making sure our data is accurate. We're going to talk about how the data gets formulated in a little bit here. We want to look at the whole picture. So efficiency, using our professional staff for professional tasks, very important. Okay, and, and that is important. Let's, let's get to that because you said the number one thing, you say the number one thing that's challenged is data formulation. And I said to you, there are a lot of people that know what to do with data, but you said there's a distinction. A big distinction. It's how we get the data from the bedside, from the treatment records, 
from all of our um, all our information about the elder, how we get that to flow into the MDS process, where then it's organized and delegated and used and and sliced and diced. But let's talk about the efficiency of data data formulation. So if something happens to an elder how we get that into the record. Remember, all our data on the MDS has to be reproducible. And that's a very strong word if you look that up in Webster's uh, because that means it's exactly the same. And we don't have that standard in general in our medical records in our facilities. So we have to improve that with education, with formats. And then when we get that data into the computer, on the MDS into our system, then all those wonderful analytical systems can work. So who creates the data? Are they educated? What role do the nurses play, the therapists, our interdisciplinary team? And then do they all work from the same knowledge base? Um, for one nurse, uh, a pain, uh, a, a, issue with pain may be documented one way and for another nurse another way. We need the consistency there. And so that data formulation process is where one of the strategies that we have. And then efficiency. We want to use our professionals in with professional tasks and help them to be more efficient. Good. Because CMS is not backing away. On the contrary, <laughs> correct. And that may sound silly, but this is one of those things where business as usual, so to speak, is actually going to ramp up, right? Absolutely. CMS has used the time during the ta during the pandemic when they did pull back a little bit um, to increase their analytics, to look at the outcome of the data during this stressful time, and and make some decisions about how they want to audit, and also to look at the payment process. How many dollars we've all we've all heard about this how many dollars did cms spend during the beginning of the pandemic and that is more than they expected to do so audit processes are going to be very aggressive and oversight and looking at your quality measures and how they've changed all of that is part of the equation well i think you were the one that said 2022 is going to be the year of CMS data and analytics. Can you it expand that? I mean, this is not business as usual. No, no. You're going to have people looking over your shoulder. You're going to have people requesting records to substantiate payment. You're going to have people on site looking at your, at your data. And remember, the data for PDPM is mega large compared to the data we use for rugs. Right. So we have to be looking at data coming from many different sources and our internal processes again Jim for data formulation yep. need to be clean and people need to have training and and this isn't something that they've decided to do just because of pandemic this was developed pre-pandemic no this was this is all part of the plan okay. this was all part of the plan and when you talk about an enhanced data evaluation or analytic we're also looking at this very large database. Over 230 items on the MDS could contribute to payment on a single Part A claim. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to bring up one final point at least, is that 2022 is going to have the MDS change? 
Yes. Some different, well, tell us about that. We, that could put chills. Um, I, I don't want to shock anybody in the industry to say that this is written yet, but in 2019, the end of 2019, we had the 1.18.1, this new, this uh, updated MDS database, which is very good. It's larger, but it's very good for the providers, especially providers that have high acuity um, or higher acuity uh, services. And so we're going to define those services better. We're going to um, have many more definitions um, that are going to parameter those high-intensity high services and hopefully have better payment for them. Okay, very good. So moving forward out of fall 2021 here, what are your marching orders for providers beyond the very obvious? Well, the first thing we have to do is we have to look at and, and do an operational review of our MDS process. You know, um, Gloria is our MDS manager and she just handles everything and she's so pleasant <laughs> and she is just so kind to everyone and I know it's all fine. We need to take a look at efficiency, accuracy, reproducibility of data, and then we need to look at how the data is matching our payment and how the data is, is actually contributing so that we can be reimbursed properly. Then the next thing we need to do is, is know that we will have some training issues in the next six to eight months because there will be adaptations to the MDS database. I'm almost positive there will be. And so we need to plan for that. That's a strategic mindset that we have to look at operational. And then we have to do, we have to be very careful to make sure that we monitor what do our statistics say? What do your quality measures say? What are your QRPs? How are your, re, um, your readmission statistics um, being calculated? And so, you know, CMS is not backing off. I believe that they are really just getting ready to be a whole lot more aggressive. Well, there you have it, folks. This is why Leah Kluge is such a well-known expert and so well-regarded in the industry. We're thrilled you could join us today, Leah, and it's going to be an interesting time moving ahead. A very interesting time, Jim, and I'm just very thankful for my relationship with McKnight's and being able to share these ideas. Thanks again, and we'll look for you next time. Thanks for listening to McKnight's Newsmakers Podcast. We hope you'll join us again.